Travelcast B-Sides, Episode 45, Buried Talents, by Richard Matheson. Ray Bradbury called Richard Matheson one of the most important writers of the 20th century. In addition to novels and short stories in the mystery, science fiction, horror, fantasy, and western genres, Matheson was a prolific writer of both film and television, most of note probably The Twilight Zone. In his career spanning five decades, Matheson won numerable prestigious awards, including the World Fantasy Convention's Life Award, the Bram Stoker, the Hugo, the Edgar Allan Poe, the Golden Spur, and the Writers Guild Awards. Born in New Jersey in 1926, Matheson lived and worked in California since 1951. He died the 25th of June, 2013. So without further ado, we bring you Buried Talents, by Richard Matheson. Ready to sail. Get the milkman ready. A man in a wrinkled black suit entered the fairgrounds. He was tall and lean, his skin the color of drying leather. He wore a faded sports shirt underneath his suit coat, white with yellow stripes. His hair was black and greasy, parted in the middle, and brushed back flat on each side. His eyes were pale blue. There was no expression on his face. It was a hundred and two degrees in the sun, but he was not perspiring. He walked to one of the booths and stood there watching people try to toss ping-pong balls into dozens of little fish bowls on a table. A fat man wearing a straw hat and waving a bamboo cane in his right hand kept telling everyone how easy it was. Try your luck, he told them. Win a prize. There's nothing to it. He had an unlit, half-smoked cigar between his lips, which he shifted from side to side as he spoke. For a while, the tall man in the wrinkled black suit stood watching. Not one person managed a ping-pong ball into a fishbowl. Some of them tried to throw the balls in. Others tried to bounce them off the table. None of them had any luck. At the end of seven minutes, the man in the black suit pushed between the people until he was standing by the booth. He took a quarter from his right-hand trouser pocket and laid it on the counter. Yes, sir, said the fat man. Try your luck. He tossed the quarter into a metal box beneath the counter. Reaching down, he picked three grimy ping-pong balls from a basket. He clapped them on the counter, and the tall man picked them up. Toss a ball in the fishbowl, said the fat man. Win a prize. There's nothing to it. Sweat was trickling down his florid face. He took a quarter from a teenage boy and set three ping-pong balls in front of him. The man in the black suit looked at the three ping-pong balls in his left palm. He hefted them, his face immobile. The man in the straw hat turned away. He tapped at the fishbowls with his cane. He shifted the stump of a cigar in his mouth. Toss a ball in the fishbowl, he said. A prize for everybody. Nothing to it. Behind him, a ping-pong ball clinked into one of the bowls. He turned and looked at the bowl. He looked at the man in the black suit. There you are, he said. See that? Nothing to it. Easiest game on the fairgrounds. The tall man threw another ping-pong ball. It arced across the booth and landed in the same bowl. All the other people trying missed. 
Yes, sir, the fat man said. A prize for everybody. Nothing to it. He picked up two quarters and set six ping-pong balls before a man and wife. He turned and saw the third ping-pong ball dropping into the fishbowl. It didn't touch the neck of the bowl. It didn't bounce. It landed on the other two balls and lay there. See, said the man in the straw hat, a prize on his very first turn, easiest game on the fairgrounds. Reaching over to a set of wooden shelves, he picked up an ashtray and set it on the counter. Yes, sir, nothing to it, he said. He took a quarter from a man in overalls and set three ping-pong balls in front of him. The man in the black suit pushed away the ashtray. He laid another quarter on the counter. Three more ping-pong balls, he said. The fat man grinned. Three more ping-pong balls it is, he said. He reached below the counter, picked up three more ping-pong balls, and set them on the counter in front of the man. Step right up, he said. He caught a ping-pong ball which someone had bounced off the table. He kept an eye on the tall man while he stood to retrieve some ping-pong balls on the ground. The man in the black suit raised his right hand, holding one of the ping-pong balls. He threw it overhand, his face expressionless. The ball curved through the air and fell into the fishbowl with the other three balls. It didn't bounce. The man in the straw hat stood with a grunt. He dumped a handful of ping-pong balls into the basket underneath the counter. Try your luck and win a prize, he said. Easy as pie. He set three ping-pong balls in front of a boy and took his quarter. His eyes grew narrow as he watched the tall man raise his hand to throw the second ball. No leaning in, he told the man. The man in the black suit glanced at him. I'm not, he said. The fat man nodded. Go ahead, he said. The tall man threw the second ping-pong ball. It seemed to float across the booth. It fell through the neck of the bowl and landed on top of the other four balls. Wait a second, said the fat man, holding up his hand. The other people who were throwing stopped. The fat man leaned across the table. Sweat was running down beneath the collar of his long-sleeved shirt. He shifted the soggy cigar in his mouth as he scooped the five balls from the bowl. He straightened up and looked at them. He hooked the bamboo cane over his left forearm and rolled the balls between his palms. Okay, folks, he said. He cleared his throat. Keep throwing. Win a prize. He dropped the balls into the basket underneath the counter. Taking another quarter from the man in overalls, he set three ping-pong balls in front of him. The man in the black suit raised his hand and threw the sixth ball. The fat man watched it arc through the air. It fell into the bowl he just emptied. It didn't roll inside. It landed on the bottom, bounced once, straight up, then lay motionless. The fat man grabbed the ashtray, stuck it on the shelf, and picked up a fishbowl like the ones on the table. It was filled with pink-colored water and had a goldfish fluttering around in it. There you go, he said. He turned away and tapped on the empty fishbowls with his cane. Step right up, he said. Toss a ball in the fishbowl, win a prize, there's nothing to it. Turning back, he saw the man in the wrinkled suit had pushed away the goldfish in the bowl and placed another quarter on the counter. Three more ping-pong balls, he said. The fat man looked at him. He shifted the damp cigar in his mouth. 
Three more ping-pong balls, the tall man repeated. The man in the straw hat hesitated. Suddenly he noticed people looking at him, and without a word he took the quarter and set three ping-pong balls on the counter. He turned around and tapped the bowl with his cane. Step right up and try your luck, he said. Easiest game on the fairgrounds. He removed his straw hat and rubbed the left sleeve of his shirt across his forehead. He was almost bald. The small amount of hair on his head was plastered on the scalp by sweat. He put his straw hat back on and set three balls in front of a boy. A number of people were watching the tall man now. When he threw the first of the three ping-pong balls into the fishbowl once again, some of them applauded and the small boy cheered. The fat man watched suspiciously. His small eyes shifted as the man in the black suit threw his second ping-pong ball into the fishbowl with the other two balls. He scowled and seemed about to speak. The scatter of applause appeared to irritate him. The man in the wrinkled suit tossed the third ping-pong ball. It landed on top of the others. Several people cheered, and all of them clapped. The fat man's cheeks were redder now. He put the fishbowl with the goldfish back on the shelf. He gestured toward a higher shelf. What'll it be? he asked. The tall man put a quarter on the counter. Three more balls, he said in a brisk voice. The man in the straw hat picked up three more balls from the basket and rolled them between his palms. Oh, don't give him the bad ones now, someone said in a mocking voice. No, no bad ones, the fat man said. They're all the same. He set the balls on the counter and picked up the quarter. Nobody else was throwing now. They watched the tall man curiously as he raised his hand and threw the first of his three ping-pong balls. It curled through the air and landed in the same bowl, dropping straight down through the neck. It bounced once, then was still. The people cheered and applauded. The fat man rubbed his left hand across his eyelids and flicked the sweat from his fingertips with an angry gesture. The man in the black suit threw his second ping-pong ball. It landed in the same fishbowl. Hold it, said the fat man. The tall man looked at him. What are you doing? the fat man asked. Throwing ping-pong balls, the tall man answered. Everybody laughed. The fat man's face got redder. I know that, he said. It's done with mirrors, someone said, and everybody laughed again. Funny, said the fat man. He shifted the wet cigar in his mouth and gestured curtly. Go on, he said. The man in the black suit raised his hand and threw the third ping-pong ball. It arced across the booth as though it was being carried by an invisible hand. It landed in the fishbowl on top of the other two balls. Everybody cheered and clapped their hands. The fat man in the straw hat grabbed a casserole dish and dumped it on the counter. The man in the black suit didn't even look at it. He put another quarter down. Three more balls, he said. The fat man turned away from him. Step right up and win a prize, he called. Toss a ping-pong ball and... The noise of disapproval everybody made drowned him out. He turned back, bristling. Four rounds to a customer, he shouted. Where does it say that? Someone asked. That's the rule, the fat man said. 
He turned his back on the man and tapped the fishbowls with his cane. Step right up and win a prize, he said. I came here yesterday and played five rounds, a man said loudly. That's because you didn't win, a teenage boy replied. Most of the people laughed and clapped, but some of them booed. Let him play, a man's voice ordered. Everybody took it up immediately. Let him play, they demanded. The man in the straw hat swallowed nervously. He looked around, a truculent expression on his face. Suddenly, he threw his hands up. All right, he said. Don't get so excited. He glared at the tall man as he picked up the quarter. Bending over, he grabbed three more ping-pong balls and slammed them on the counter. He leaned in close to the man and muttered, If you're pulling something fast, you better cut it out. This is an honest game. The tall man stared at him. His face was blank. His eyes looked very pale in the leathery tan of his face. What do you mean? He asked. Ain't nobody can throw that many balls in succession into those bowls, the fat man said. The man in the black suit looked at him without expression. I can, he said. The fat man felt a coldness on his body. Stepping back, he watched the tall man throw the ping-pong balls. As each of them landed in the same fishbowl, the people cheered and cheered and clapped their hands. The fat man took a set of steak knives from the top prize shelf and set it on the counter. He turned away quickly. Step right up, he said. Toss a ball in the fishbowl. Win a prize. His voice was trembling. He wants to play again, somebody said. The man in the straw hat turned around. He saw the quarter on the counter in front of the tall man. No more prizes, he said. The man in the black suit pointed at the items on the top wooden shelves. A four-slice electric toaster, a shortwave radio, a drill set, and a portable typewriter. What about them? he asked. The fat man cleared his throat. They're only for display, he said. He looked around for help. Where does it say that? someone demanded. That's just what they are, so just take my word for it, okay? The man in the straw hat said. His face was dripping with sweat. I'll play for them, the tall man said. Now, you look here. The fat man's face was very red. They're only for display, I said. Now, get the hell. He broke off with a wheezing gasp and staggered back against the table, dropping his cane. The faces of the people swam before his eyes. He heard their angry voices as though from a distance. He saw the blurred figure of the man in the black suit turn away and push through the crowd. He straightened up and blinked his eyes. The steak knives were gone. Almost everybody left the booth. A few of them remained. The fat man tried to ignore their threatening grumbles. He picked a quarter off the counter and set three ping-pong balls in front of a boy. Try your luck, he said. His voice was faint. 
He tossed the quarter into the metal box underneath the counter. He leaned against a corner post and pressed both hands against his stomach. The cigar fell out of his mouth. Oh, God, he said. It felt as though he was bleeding inside. Yeah, nobody can turn down a set of steak knives. That was our story. Hope you enjoyed. Special thanks to our quick turnaround episode artist for this story, Travelcast art director Bo Kyer. Check out Bo's work at bokyer.com. That's K-A-I-E-R. And thank you for being a Travelcast premium content subscriber. You make weird and great things happen. For more great strange fiction week to week, check out the Travelcast at travelcast.org.